0: You're listening to The Texian Review, a podcast with ideas as big as Texas. I'm Kate, and thanks for listening in. We finally have cool weather. I know it's probably quite fleeting, but if you're a true Texan, you probably think it's freezing cold outside. But now that the weather's cooling down, Texans can finally spend some time outdoors, we don't have to hide in AC all the time. And, you know, it'll be like 60, 70 degrees instead of 90 to 100 degrees with 100% humidity. Gotta love South Texas. And I can't think of a better way to spend time in this beautiful, cool weather than to be outside with your kiddos looking at nature. I, after COVID, I feel like I just want to be outside constantly. I, don't, I Yes, cabin fever really, really got to me. And I, we have this gem of an author here in Victoria, Texas. Her name is Cheryl Johnson and she has created birding books for children. And honestly, as an adult, I think they're very, very neat. And today we have Cheryl with us and she's going to talk about her four birding books. And a really cool fact before we get started, she took all of the photos of these. I, and when you see them, they're beautiful. They're absolutely stunning, beautiful pictures of birds. And so she's here with us today, and we also have Lindsay here. Hey, guys. She will be in and out. Um, Gotta love Lindsay. But anyway, Cheryl has four books. She has The Birding Scavenger Hunt. She has The Backyard Birding Book, um, A Book of Plumology, and The My Texas Bird Book. So here today is Cheryl. Hey. So Cheryl, how did you get into this? What did you, were you a fan of birds? Did you tell us about that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so um
1: people in Victoria are familiar with the magazine Victorian Motion. Absolutely. Okay. And 4 years ago I went to Riverside Park and took a bird walk for an article for the magazine. And I've always been kind of an amateur photographer. So I thought, well I'll just take my cameras out with me and take photos of birds to put use in this article because really, how difficult can it be to take pictures of birds? Right? <laughs> the answer is stupid hard. Because they bet. move around, they hide behind things, they don't cooperate. It's just it's a very, very different form of photography than shooting people and things and that sort. And I walked away with a really great article and really crappy photos. And <laughs> I thought, I, I'm not going to let these little feathered beasts defeat me. I'm going to figure out how this is done. And so I bought some bird feeders and put them up in my backyard, and I started shooting photos. And that's where the obsession started. And it, it's I, I'm very, very curious. I'm a, I'm a curious person. And I was fascinated by what I started to learn. If you had asked me before I started on this adventure, how many birds live in Texas, I would say three, a sparrow, a dove, and a mockingbird. The reality is that they have seen over 600 different species of birds coming through the state of Texas. It's a great birding location, but there's amazing variety. And once I started looking in my neighborhood alone, I, I'm up to well over 60 different species just wow. wandering around my neighborhood. And I don't bird in my neighborhood that often, but there's just tremendous variety around here. And so the more I got into it, the more it just drew me in. That's
0: incredible. I, You know, because you see birds, and I guess... I don't know to like the not you know birding eye I, you know I th- probably think five different kinds of birds are all the same sparrow. So that's a really really cool thing to to know to have in your pocket especially that we have it in our backyard right here
2: and i heard from somewhere that this part of south texas in particular is one of the richest areas in the united states because you have both coastal bird life within a stone's throw and you even get some of the inland and i don't know if there's some that from like hill country and whatnot that can come as far south but it's just dense it
1: it it is an amazing place for birding. It's number three in the nation okay. as far oh. as the the variations and the number of varieties. But you're absolutely right because we do get the we're so close to the coast. We get the coastal birds. We get. Um, I I want to say that there are seven geographic habitats in Texas, and so you get different birds in each habitat. And where we are, we do we get the coastal birds. We get the the woodland birds. We get all this different variety. But what also makes this area so unique is during migration. So birds move around. Mm -hmm. There are some birds that are here all the time. There are some birds that are here seasonally. In fact, we're moving into the winter season, so we're getting an influx of seasonal birds right now. That'll be here through spring. Then they'll move on to wherever they go in the spring. But there are a huge number of birds that'll spend the summers up in, uh, the northern US and into Canada and even into Alaska. And then in the this time of year they fly down to South America because really who wants to spend right, yeah. I, Definitely not me. Not me either. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get this migrate well, migration. And so in springtime, because of our location, what happens is the birds leave South America and they fly all night over the Gulf of Mexico. And the first if depending upon how the winds are blowing, chances are the first place they're going to land is where they see land. Yeah. And so the coastal area from the valley all the way up into uh, Galveston and around going down into Florida, you get this huge influx of birds during migration. And, it, and so it just makes it,
0: you, you get just such as interesting. That's so, cause I know Aransas pass has, I think the last flock of whooping cranes, Whooping cranes, yes. right? Okay. I was right. I was, yeah. I was like waiting for someone to wow. nod and tell me that I was not wrong. Um, that's, and that's fascinating. I, you know, I've, i I saw the big year, you know, is it, wasn't that what it was called? It was like that birding movie. I don't know. That was very odd. And I think that's probably the extent of my birding knowledge. Um, that's based on a true story. Really? Yes. So I, I watched that and it's fascinating because I know that people, you know, they go on hikes and they can hear, you know, they can hear X bird and bird is singing and then they know where it is, what bird it is, where it would be and how to get it so they could see it or take a photo of it. So you just, created a way for us to do all of that, but in the backyard. And I think that is absolutely charming and so fascinating. How did you get the idea to make these books? So uh, you never know where these ideas are
1: going to come from. <laughs> and I was, uh, so COVID had just happened. And I, actually it was interesting, Tommy. You, you think you hear the phrase one door closes another door opens. Absolutely. So we had made the decision my assistant editor Ingra Sparkman and I to close the pages so to speak on Victorian Motion. We both felt like we were going in different directions and the magazine had run its course and so that door closed. So COVID happened. I'm grocery shopping at H-E-B while in the early early stages of this um, pandemic and it's just craziness crazy and craziness and I get a text from my friend Leilani Valdez
0: Sweet Leilani. We love her. We love Leilani. (laughs) She's just
1: so, she's wonderful. And she sends me a illustrated drawing of some different birds and asks me if I knew which one was a cardinal. And I said, yes, you know, second from the bottom on the right. And she said, do you have any photos of them? And I said, about 10 million. (laughs) And she went on to say that her goddaughter loves cardinals. This is her favorite book and she loves cardinals and wanted to know if I would put together a cardinal photo book for her. And I said, absolutely. And We got working on it, and as it started to develop, decided to make it a photo book of all the different birds on this particular book that she had. As we got to talking, I I thought, you know, it would be fun to do like a birding scavenger hunt, kind of something a little interactive. And she said, no, my my goddaughter, whose name is Anna, she said Anna's only four years old. I think that that's a little too advanced for her, but she has an older brother, Byron, who would love something like that. And so these two books started to develop, the Backyard Bird Book and the um, birding scavenger hunt. And as I'm working on this, I came home and I talked to my husband. and I said, you know, I've not seen anything like this for children's books. Normally they're illustrated.
0: Absolutely. And
1: mm-hmm. when I started showing what I was working on to people, the children that were looking at it were responding in a very interesting way. They were so excited to see what these birds look like because from illustrations it's sometimes hard to tell what exactly it is but the photos it gives you a real life picture of what these particular birds look like and what you might be seeing in your backyard and so I mentioned to him I said I think I can sell these and (laughs) he immediately is retired now because I'm a multi-million dollar children's (laughs) book author in his mind oh right 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 right, right. (laughs) and that's where it came from as I start so I started working on the backyard bird book and the um, birding scavenger hunt and going through and picking different species at, you know, that I could include in this. And I got to thinking about birds that are unique to Texas. You know, we've talked about what a unique area Texas is to bird. And with our proximity to the tropics, we get these birds that come in that are on the border particularly, but a lot of species you can only see in Texas in the United States, Hmm. like the whipping cranes. The only place you can see them in the United States is Texas. Wow. And there are a lot of species like that. So that's where the Texas bird book came from, the third one.
0: That is so neat. Yeah. Is there, okay, so I like asking questions like this. Do you have like a bird that you, that's your top birding bird to see that you would always, that you want to photograph over any other bird?
1: Um, no. I, I mean, I've, I've got a bird that is a, by far my, my hands down favorite. And what would that be? That, that's on the cover of my backyard bird book. It's the Carolina chickadee. Oh. and it's a very, very common bird. We get them in our backyard. Um, so when I first started doing this, and I put the bird feeders out, I was my, my suspicion that all we had were three birds in Texas was reaffirmed because all I was seeing was the doves and sparrows at my feeder, right. and I was getting so discouraged, and I put them up, I want to say, maybe in May, and in July, you know, still not really seeing anything, and then that little bird popped up at my feeder's
2: chickadees are chickadees. the cutest.
1: They are cute. They're so, just they're so little fluffy. <laughs> yeah. And they're just they're precious. They've got tons of personality and they're Aww. very social. But it got me excited again about doing this. And so now I see them all over the place, but they just always make me smile.
2: That's, you know, that's one of the things that I appreciate about this. We take birds for granted. Like even just driving, you'll see you know, grackles or just all sorts of birds that you're just used to seeing. But I never really thought about them and trying to understand their life, their habitat. And then also that takes into consideration how we as humans and how we live and populate our earth, how are we impacting their habitat and affecting them for good or for bad?
1: It's, it's been interesting. That's been an interesting component about all Mm -hmm. this. Um, In my Texas bird book, one of the birds that's in there is the golden cheeked warbler. And again, it's one of those, those species you can only see in the United States. It nests in the summer, spring and summertime in the hill country. And it is very, very endangered because it's had extreme habitat loss due to the construction. Mm. And I've found myself since I started down this journey, when I go to San Antonio and I see all the construction, it, it breaks my heart. Oh, because yes. I think, what, what have we done as a society that, I, I believe that it, man and nature don't have to be at odds then there are wonderful stories like the whooping crane um they had almost been hunted to the point of extinction wow and now i i want to say the last numbers i heard was our wild flock here is up to there are two flocks actually there's one in louisiana but it's not wild it's one okay. that's been um developed so the the only wild flock is the one that we see here in texas in the summer in the winter time in the summer it's in canada it breeds up in canada but their numbers are up to last count i heard was over 500. Oh wow. So that's they're making wonderful. yeah, they're making wonderful recovery and it's interesting because every year i hear that they're they're ter- they're very ter- most a lot of birds are very territorial. Whoopers are territorial and so they're spreading along the coast and so they've been seeing them further and further out oh, for the ransus as That's wonder. great Good. then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and these books are so wonderful in bringing up a child to be aware of these elements where We have hope our future generations can carry on these big steps that are being made to preserve um, endangered species or.
0: Yeah. And these books are a great. I mean, if you have a kid that wants to be busy and, you know, you may not have a whole bunch of, you may be doing something else or you want to do something with them. And I know these days kids are so reliant on technology and they're indoors all the time. And now. School is online and they have all of these things that cause them to be inside. These are such a great way to get your kids outside to have a, you know, you want something fun to do with your kids. (laughs) You want, it'll be like a little hobby between the two of you to sit outside and talk about the plants in your yard, get in the dirt, make mud pies, and then also hang out with some birding books. And so these books are so neat because not only are the illustrations or not illustrations, the photos beautiful. But so right now I am looking at the My Backyard Bird Book. And when you flip to a page, you get facts, you get how much they weigh, their favorite food, facts about them, where can you see them, and then where they, how tall they are, which is really neat because I had no idea that a blue jay weighed two golf balls or a (laughs) dove weighs a baseball
2: it puts it into perspective Absolutely. Not, not just for kids and now for a kid that'd be fun be like oh i can hold a baseball and know how much a morning dove weighs yeah that, for us too that that's the most commented aspect of the book that
1: people they love that they <laughs> love it. it's like this, this little bird weighs two quarters that's crazy Yeah, but to, to, it's to, tangible it is tangible and mm-hmm. uh, the, the most interesting one to me is the whooping crane because that bird is the tallest bird in north america and it stands up to five feet wow it has a wingspan of seven and a half feet it weighs about like a gallon of paint
0: wow i know you think it would be so heavy my favorite bird is a pelican i think every time i'm in port O'Connor, i always joke and i always tell my mom (laughs) if i were a bird i would be a pelican because i could i'm not you know nobody really wants to hurt me i could eat seafood all day long and i get to be by the coast and sit on a nice pier that
1: oh, I don't have to pay for. A win-win all the way around. <laughs> exactly.
2: So uh, Cheryl, is there an elusive bird? Like something that's really hard to photograph that you've been wanting to get, that's kind of, you know, your holy grail you, that's that you're working to attain? All of them. All of them. <laughs> um you know, it's
1: it's so <laughs> birding one oh one. In in the birding world, there there are different types of people there are the birders which are the hardcore have lists um if like a
2: a bucket list kind of a deal yeah I mean they will keep lists what what
1: birds have I you know what's my year list like the big year
2: oh right 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 yeah the whole premise
1: of that was how many different birds can you see in the United States in a one-year period right
0: it's like a bird bucket list yeah
1: (laughs) and you know so they're all birders are all about lists and then you have the people that are bird watchers, which are more, I'm going to sit in my backyard, and I'm going to see what's going to come to my feeder. And then you have the photographers like me. And so what, what I have learned is, um, from a pure, I want, I want this to be fun. Okay. Because mm-hmm. this is, this is my hobby. And I have learned that if I start thinking, I want to photograph this particular bird, it's just setting myself up for disappointment
2: that makes sense yeah it's it does. you know I you mean really... you can get like you were saying before you can't control it they don't cooperate no, no. they're the
1: most uncooperative creatures you have ever met
0: and
2: <laughs> it's like so, you want that
0: blue jay to fly into your backyard so bad and then that season you just never get one no
1: no and, and, and that what's so interesting to me is I have I, oh, I can't it'll come to me in a second there was one particular bird that I really wanted to photograph and I just I mean I saw it fleetingly once one season it was a seasonal bird and it was so frustrating. I got just really crappy photos. And then the next year, it seemed like every time I walked out of my house, this bird was right in front of my camera. No way. And so it was, <laughs> yeah, And, and, and so it's just, it's funny how one year you see all of this bird. It's, so yeah, I'm just happy if I get something in focus.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. And for camera wise, what kind of lens do you use? It's uh, got to be incredible. Is it massive?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I've gotten really strong arms. Like,
0: I I can especially if you're laying on the ground having to hold up a I, I don't know I just imagine you because you see all those videos of like the National Geographic photographers mm-hmm. laying on the ground and then the, like the fox jumps on top of them and is also looking through the lens so I kind of picture you in that situation but with a cardinal <laughs> 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 am I close uh, Yes yes okay, good. yes you are Thank you Cheryl So
1: I I'm shooting with uh I use Nikon so I've got a Nikon body and a um I just switched lenses I'm on a 200 to 500. Wow. telephoto lens and my setup is actually not as large as a lot of people a lot of mm. i don't know okay, in I'm, I'm a completely geek out on you okay. my favorite is when you have people say okay i've got my cell phone can i get one of those little adapters and get these great bird pictures uh. oh gosh <laughs> um if you use a prime lens they're significantly larger and significantly heavier my i think my rig is about 12 to 13 pounds oh wow, wow. and people that have those prime lenses are looking at probably 20 pounds and I'm okay. really mobile. I, I have a very, very short attention span, and so I have to be moving.
0: Birding is also exercising, everyone. It's so if you exercise. need an alternative to the gym, go grab a very heavy camera and go see some birds.
1: Well, let me, let me tell you, I, I've lived in Texas for 30 years. This is the thing, is birding is hard. The men, the, the female birds don't always look like the male birds. Mm. The young birds may look completely different. And, you know, trying to identify them can be quite the challenge and you
0: actually bird with your daughter
1: right my young, my oldest one will go out with me she, she is a photographer she's not a birder but she's always up for an adventure so if I say Rachel let's go <laughs> let's go adventuring she's like okay yeah that's so neat yeah she, she's fun my <laughs> little one not so much she last time I took her birding with me she sang loudly uh-oh. The entire time.
0: <laughs> that would be me. I would try to be a Disney princess to the birds say, to make them come to me. To attract them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it wasn't like s- the, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> Probably not what you do in that not situation. So
1: but I, st- I started to say so oh, I've lived here yes. for 30 years mm-hmm. and I had never ventured out into any of our state parks. I'd never been to Aransas Wildlife Refuge before I started birding. Oh, wow. And yeah. I had been really blown away by the amount of beauty that we have even you know, within an hour's drive. Brazos Bend State Park is beautiful. Rancis Wildlife Refuge is beautiful. Goliath State Park is beautiful. Goose yeah. Island State Park is beautiful. And I that, that has been just, besides the fact of what I've discovered from a species perspective of the great diversity we have as far as the birding life, we have
0: a beautiful state. We do. Mm-hmm. We have such a cool state because yes. South Texas is nothing like West Texas, which is nothing like the hill country, which has not a you know has it holds nothing to east texas the and then pan you have handle. the Panhandle. handle yep. well, that's could, why we're texas yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> we're
1: cool but it gives me an excuse to get out there an experience and the the interesting yeah. thing about where we are is texas being in the middle of the united states mm-hmm. is you have east coast birds and west coast birds so the birds that we have here in victoria if i were to drive to west texas i would see a completely different array of species
0: that is so fascinating. Well, so much to learn. There yeah. is there is so much to learn, and there's and this is such a great book for you to share with your kiddos or with the holidays. You know, fast approaching. Why don't you give these to the kids in your family because they really are beautiful. I know I've said that a bunch, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't lie to you folks. Well,
2: and Cheryl, do I remember you saying that they could be personalized with the kid's name too? They can. Yes, that's and, a great gift idea. So you can
1: go into Texian books and. Um, just request a personalization. Mm-hmm. And so my backyard bird book would become
0: Kate's backyard bird book. That, and is, so that is so sweet.
1: So when Laura and Bernie um, buy you your bird book for Christmas, they can do a personal dedication.
0: That would be great. I'm going to put that on my list saying
1: now. <laughs> to my favorite daughter.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> their only daughter.
1: But you are their favorite. It's true. <laughs> And then there are a few other places throughout the book. There's a certificate in the back. That I can was have just your about your name to read it.
0: this. So in the back of the, my, i just grabbed this one. I have all four in front of me, but in the back of my bird book, it has a, a little certificate saying that having completed the necessary course of study, this certifies that insert your name here is an official junior backyard ornithologist. And it is the cutest. I, I you know, it's an accomplishment. It's an, a beautiful, fun accomplishment. And so thank you Cheryl so much for these gorgeous books and for coming here today. You can purchase these books at Texian Books in downtown Victoria, Texas, and we can now that I know I did not know you could personalize them, but we can personalize them for you. Thank you. I mean, gosh, this has been so much fun and again i'm just i love these books
2: see it's amazing what's not only in our backyard bird wise but author wise absolutely
0: i <laughs> to love good old victoria Texan texans texians, texians. Yes. <laughs> not super don't don't quote me on that folks but thank you again so much for coming thank you, thank you kate thank you all for listening <laughs> well, and join us next time on the texian review